Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. What's up? She <laughs> <laughs> right. doesn't realize we started. Hey, <laughs> you guys either. I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins. This is my guy, Justin Lee Howe. We hit you guys with a lot of videos. Two videos a week we try to do. If we can do four, we try to hit you with that too. But uh, yeah, if you just watched our previous video, we just went live right before this video that you see here. So if you want to get the first part of the video, it's on my YouTube channel uh, right here. So this is part two that you're watching right now on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Now we're on the first part. And the title of today's video is Just Look Outside to See God's Glory. So just look outside to see God's glory. This is part two. All right. So we're doing a book review. So on my YouTube channel, we have this playlist. So this is where I talk about all the books that me and Justin are reading. And we just break down the quotes, the passages, the segments that we really like, or the theme of the book to describe it. There's anything that points to God, right? So today's video was on this book right here that I'm reading for seminary school, Ask the Beast, Darwin, the God of Love by Elizabeth A. Johnson. And so let's just go ahead and get into it. We're on the second part. So we're trying to say things that we didn't say for the first video because I got a lot more to say on this. So let's talk about, I'm going to read the excerpt again from the book that I really liked. And then we're just going to break down everything in a way that I want to break it down. All right. So maybe Justin, you'll have something else for this part too. So in the book on page 18, but in the Roman numeric pages, so the very beginning of the book, it says, doctor said the last paragraph of Darwin's on the origin of species opens with a beautiful image well known to him from many walks in the English countryside. It is interesting to contemplate an entangled bank clothed with many plants of many kinds, with birds singing on the bushes, with various insects flitting about, and with worms crawling through the damp earth, and to reflect that these elaborate constructive forms so different from each other and depending on it, dependent on each other in so complex a matter, manner have all been produced by laws acting around us. All right. And then Johnson said also note that the ecological richness of his vision with the entangled banks, plants, and animals dependent on each other in so complex a manner and equally reliant on the soil and water of the damp bank with the damp bank they inhibit. All right. And so she said, I invite you, the interested reader, to keep before your mind's eye your own version of an entangled bank, whether it be an ocean beach, an urban park, a lakefront, or a river bank, or a wetland, a farm, or woods, a block of city trees, a prairie, or a mountain range, the side of a highway, or open field, a nature reserve. A coral reef, a public garden, plantings on a campus or a backyard garden, or even a window box on the seal. Any place where land or water with their plants or animals, domestic or wild, have, has drawn your attention, refreshed your spirit, and even lifted your mind and heart to God. Mm. Mm. All right. Last one I'm going to read is page one. It says, when we contemplate the whole globe as one great dewdrop, Dripped and dotted with continents and islands, flying through space and other stars, I mean, flying through space with other stars all singing and shining together as one. The whole universe appears as an infinite storm of beauty, right? So, like I was saying with that video, what part I really liked was just how um, the author took what Darwin said in his last paragraph of the on the origins of the species 
And she broke it down. Like she said, you know, go to the bank, go to the meadow, go outside, look outside. So look outside your window box seal. Like just look outside and think about what's all out there. Think about what you see. So you can see worms crawling about, right? You can't see it, but they're out there. You can see gnats and insects flying, bees flying, right? Birds chirping and flying somewhere, like eagles occasionally pop by, bluebirds, like you see everything is out there. And it's more to life than just you, right? So that's what I really liked about uh, that part of the book and stuff. So now we're on the second part of this video. And for this video, I want to just talk about how, like, you know, every creature matters. So, like, every creature, you can see God's glory through every single creature that was created. Why? Because we say in the Bible that uh, in 2 Timothy 3.16 says that the Bible was God-breathed. And then, like, in Genesis 1, it said, or 2, whatever one it was, it says that man had their, had God's, you know, God's life was breathing the man, right? So we focus in on that, like only man has God's breath in them, but other animals are living too. So other animals was breathed life, in, life into, because how else are they alive? Um, by their own initiative, their own power? No, mm. it's because of God created them, right? So we're going to focus on animals for this video. So the title of today's video is just look outside to see God's glory. And we're going to talk about how animals glorify God. And we talked about it in the first video. You know, plants even glorify God. So we use the seed as an example. So everything's pointing back to God. You can see something glorious about God. You can see a revelation about life that you need to get and glean from, just something that you see in creation, because God's just trying to inspire and motivate all of us, right? So I'm going to read this verse. I never really read it, but I should totally do a separate video on it so everybody can get the message, but I've done it before. So the passage is actually a passage you know. So everybody knows Isaiah 40, verse 31. You know, they should mount up on wings as eagles, right, that verse. But I'm going to read it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you guys with something else with this verse, right? And Justin, stop me if you're ready to say, if you have something else you want to say. Um, but Isaiah 40, verse 29, the King James Version reads, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Verse 30. In the New International Version Bible, it reads, "Even the youth shall faint, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall." Dang, I wrote that twice. Okay, verse thirty-one. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength; they shall mount up on wings like eagles; they shall run and not grow, not be weary; they shall walk and not faint. This verse is so powerful on so many levels. We hear it, but I've never heard it broken down like it should be breaking down. And you have to break it down from an eagle's perspective. So what is life like for an eagle? So eagles are different than any other bird on the planet. Hawks are too. So with eagles, first of all, we know that there's a law that says, like, you can't kill an eagle because they're you're about to go extinct. So that's one good thing that humans are doing with uh, other creatures other than humans, right? So... Eagles are different from every other bird in the sense that every other bird, when they fly, they have to flap their wings continually to fly. So you look at any other bird, you'll see them going just like this, just to fly. But when you see an eagle, an eagle only has to flap their wings a few times, and then they just start soaring in the air. Mm. So they don't have to flap their wings anymore. Every other bird gets tired out from flopping their wings. 
So they have to take a break. That's why we see birds like in trees and nests and just they, they park their car basically. They park themselves somewhere in creation because they're tired. They need a break. But with an eagle, an eagle can fly. I'm not, I don't know the statistic, but an eagle can, can fly for a long time. Why? Because they go with the they they fly with the wind and where the wind takes them, right? Because they soaring. So every other bird just has to just has to worry to be able to to stay afloat in, up in the air. But an eagle can just soar and relax and know that the wind got some. So like I I talked about that too in board examiners, but the person that I preached that sermon to, she didn't take it right. So it was just her her heart wasn't in the right place. But like the wind, it talks about that too in the Bible. Like in the book of John, it says like nobody knows where the wind blows, right? Nobody knows where the wind's going. That's how the spirit is. The spirit is like the wind. So like nobody knows where the spirit's gonna go and operate, but the spirit's gonna do its own thing and just flow where it needs to go. That's the wind. So like it also talks about locusts in the Bible. I'm gonna wait to go there. They go with the wind. They go where the wind takes them. So a locust, as soon as a wind, as the wind come. They just, they're like a grasshopper. They're no different than a grasshopper, except they got wings. So when the wind hits them in the environment that they're at, they all just bound up and follow where the wind takes them. And eventually all the locusts all over the world come together and fly with the wind. And they go where the wind takes them. And that's why you hear stories of like locusts eating up all, all plants and all vegetation and stuff like that in a city. Because all of them come up in, in bands, in numbers, and they go where the wind takes them, where the spirit takes them to eat. Because everybody has to eat to survive, even a locust, right? So even God takes care of a locust. So why don't you think God's going to take care of you, right? So eagles, eagles don't worry. They soar, right? This verse literally says, I'm going to read it again, again, all right, and break it down. So verse 29, he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. So if you feel weak, God can strengthen you. If you don't have power and you feel like you are nobody, man, you got might and power in Jesus' name. This is what God does. And let me fix this one. Verse 30, I need to delete this part because it's just, I'm just saying it again. Let me make it bigger so everybody can see it. But verse 30 of Isaiah 40, 40 it reads, even the youth shall faint and be weary. So no matter who you are, you're going to get tired. Mm. As you get older, we all know, it gets hard. <laughs> you're yeah. going to want to quit. You're going to want to give out. You're going to want to faint. And the young men shall early fall. You're going to fail in life, especially when you're working towards your dream and you're trying to succeed in life. You're going to fail sometimes. But you know what God does? Verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So if you just wait upon the Lord, you wait for God's timing to act and happen in your life. So eventually everything's going to work together because all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And then also all things work together. All, all good things come to those that wait. We know that saying, but have you experienced it? So those who wait upon the Lord, you wait on God's timing. God's time is different than man's timing. For those who wait upon the Lord, when the wind hits and blows, you need to go where the wind is taking you, where the spirit takes you, just like a locust, right? Like an eagle. And soar. You were meant to soar in this life like an eagle. Here's this, what this verse is saying. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. So you're not going to be like every other bird worrying, fritting. That's what they do. They fly continually flapping their wings. An eagle, they shall run 
and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. An eagle doesn't get tired when they fly. Every other bird gets tired when they fly, but an eagle doesn't because they can soar in the air with the wind where the spirit takes them. So we as believers, we're not like every other human being. We get renewed. We get uh, restored. When we're faint and weak, we can receive strength from God. When we feel like quitting and giving up and we don't think we can measure up or all those things, God makes a way somehow because he gives us the strength that we need, just like with an eagle. So we will mount up with wings as eagles. You are meant to soar in this life. You are meant to uh, to soar through heights that you could never fathom. There's something else about an eagle, too. Every other bird, when a storm hits, they hide in a shelter. And they, they stay away from the storm. An eagle soars above the storm. So they go way higher than the storm is, and they just soar and fly above the storm. That's what we're called to do as believers. So remember, this whole video is about just go outside and look, see God's glory. God is talking through every single animal you can name. So this is why it's so important to watch Animal Planet and stuff like that. Because God is telling you, you know, how do you succeed? Like, what do you need to do? Like, as an eagle, you were called to soar above your circumstances, above your problems, above your trials, above the hard things that you're facing. God is your strength, not you. So you're battles that God already fought. He's the wind. He could take you above it, just like an eagle. The eagle flies above the storm with the wind. So the spirit's the wind, right? That's what we're called to be, just like an eagle soaring above our storms and our circumstances. And he made us equipped to be able to handle the storm, right, and just soar through it. We don't have to worry like every other bird. Try to make it. No, we just fly through the storm just like this, above it, right? So, Justin, I'll let you tear it up. Man. I know you got something. <laughs> and I think, like, a big part of that is, like, understanding that we are creations of God as well. Because I, I feel like um, – I feel like a lot of Christians are apprehensive towards the idea of like Darwin and evolution because they think that diminishes like what we are. Like if we came from monkeys, like, oh no, like God created us to be better than that, which yeah, he did. But I, I feel like we try to, we run away from stuff like that because we're afraid of like, oh, the science is like putting us down. But like the, the church, I feel like the Catholic Church and during the Renaissance said the same thing when they were trying to they they believed that the earth was the center of the universe because like of course God would put us in the center. They couldn't believe like the sun could be the center. And like it's like I like I don't think any of that really diminishes like how important we are to God. Like yeah, maybe the earth is not the center of the universe or like yeah, maybe like we weren't created perfect right off the bat. Like we had to develop over centuries, but like we were still like the Bible, the Bible still talks about how we are God's creations. Like we were like, um, what is it? Like, maybe it was in second Corinthians. I can't remember the book, but saying like we were created in uh, God to do good works. Like that's why we were created. Like, it does talk about how we're created in the image of God. I don't know the process that we were created, but at least Darwin is able to recognize, like, how beautiful creatures and creation are, or, like, how we can fit into this. But, like, there, we have to acknowledge that 
um, however we were created, how whatever process God chose, like we were created by God. But like we have, in order to soar like eagles, in order to soar, take on like the power that God has given us to soar over the storms, we have to acknowledge like we came from God as well. Because there are several verses that talk about how we, if we turn away from God, like we're no better than the other creatures that he's created. But like, if we do acknowledge like, um, like that, a lot of verses in the Bible as well say like, um, if we turn away from God, like he just leaves us to our own devices. A lot of people say like, if something bad happens to us, it's because we're being punished by God. No, that's, that's a bunch of bull. Like bad things happen because we live in a broken world, but God allows us to uh, be lifted above all that. Like, but, like he doesn't make promises that bad things won't happen to us. Like that's our own fault because of the fall, but he does promise that he'll lift us above our own physical problems on an emotional and spiritual level. But in order to do that, we do have to acknowledge like we like we are like a part of his beautiful creation like we are um eagles that soar above we are like the we do have dominion over uh the spiritual world that he's granted us if we put on the armor of god and see like the spiritual battle that's ongoing um but we we can't like rage against the heavens like that's i feel like that's what a lot of us do like it, when I say a lot of us, I mean Christians as well. It's like we tried to take on our own understanding of things. And like, that's what happened with Eve is like, she thought, um, and Adam, but it started with Eve. Like Eve thought like she could know better than what, than God for what was best for her. And she thought like taking on that knowledge would be best for her. But ever since then, we have committed that sin of thinking that we know what's best. But no, we can't derive our own power. Like Sean and I looked at Revelations, like the last chapter, 21 and 22, the new Jerusalem is sustained by God. And that's the same for us. We have to be sustained by God. We can't pull ourselves up by our own power. Like we have to accept that we are creatures of God. And that is very uplifting because that um, gives us dominion over all of creation, but that's also humbling because that makes us realize that we get a power from an outside source. Man, you be preaching, man, for real, bro. Um, yeah, like you said some stuff. I wrote down what you said, so I don't forget. Mm -hmm. All right, so you said we have to be sustained by God and accept we are creatures of God too. And then he said before, he said we, are only a part of God's creation. So like a lot of times we're so consumed with humans, we are in God's image that we miss out the other images that are around us of God. Mm. Like not to say that they are like that much in the image of God. I mean, but they still have a piece, a part of God. If God breathed life into something, mm -hmm. he can be found in it, right? <laughs> I and mean, we did a video on that. Like, is God's glory can it be found through a drug dealer? Can it be? I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna say some controversial stuff. It can God's glory be found through Jeffrey Dahmer or Adolf Hitler or like you know like somebody evil like. And this is a really blunt to say, a real controversial. I'm sorry, but like, 
Just think about Jeffrey Dahmer, man. How did he murder that many people and get away with it? Mm. You know, for as long as he did. You can't say he's an idiot and he's stupid. Like, I mean, God gave him intelligence. He just used it in the wrong way. Same thing for Adolf Hitler. Like, I ain't got to say Adolf Hitler, man. Y'all know what he did. Like, so, like, like, how does he do that? You know, he got some kind of, like, smarts to him. Like, you know, like, they just used it in the wrong way. Satan, too. Satan, it's said in the Bible that Satan is the greatest of all creations, the most beautiful, the smartest, the wisest, like, all those stuff. Well, I didn't say he's the wisest. But, like, maybe it did. But, by the way, like, Satan, you know, like, come on, like, he brought down one-third of the heavenly hosts. I mean, these angels aren't meant to sin. Like, how does an angel doesn't have free will? So how does Satan bring down one third of the heavenly host? Then mm. he's good with music. We love music. Imagine mm. hearing Satan play something. I bet you. <laughs> I bet you he'll brainwash you and get you to be like, you know. I mean, but he's doing that now. So because like nobody's operating in the way that God has specifically taught us to operate. We're living it now. Like, I don't even got to tell you. Satan's influence on the world is huge. Huge. Mm. It totally misconstrued everything. Mm. In a perfect world. Not so perfect no more. Nowhere near, actually. Right? So Justin said we have to acknowledge we came from God. That's the first step. We have to acknowledge that we need Jesus to survive. This mm. verse is so powerful that we read, Justin. It literally went with what you said. It said that God giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. This is what he wants to do. But these are only people that get it. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Right? What am I looking for? But they that wait upon the Lord. You got to wait upon the Lord. You got to seek the Lord for this kind of strength. You got to go to him. You got to realize in life, like, you can't fend for yourself. You don't have enough strength in and of yourself to fight these battles in life. Only God can fight them for you. Why? Because these are his battles to begin with anyway. Anyways, right? So this is how we're called to fight our battles. We're called to allow God to be our vengeance. We're called to allow God to, you know, we're called to pray and give it over to God and just leave it alone, right? Instead of harboring bitterness and resentment and anger and hatred, like we're not supposed to hold on to those things. We're supposed to accept mm -hmm. Jesus's love, his grace, his mercy, and all those things, right? So we have to acknowledge we came from God. If you don't acknowledge that, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be a good steward because you don't even know why he gave you what he's given you. You don't even know what to do with what he's giving you. So you're just going to cause it to end up in ruins. And that's this world. Like as human beings, as a race, because the church has not spoken up on this topic is exactly like, what does it mean to be a good steward? How can the church partner with all these uh, ecological, so everybody with the ecosystem and you know, anybody that cares about nature and, and animals and stuff, like how can, and then the air, I mean, it's a lot of stuff, guys. So how can we how can the church partner with people who care about the betterment of humanity in the long run and not just humanity, the earth, because humans right now are just focused on themselves, consuming more and more, doing stuff for a profit. And not only that, they would do anything to hurt their neighbor, whether that be a creature on earth, an ant bug, whatever, or a human being, because the rich don't care about the poor. They'll do whatever it takes for money. So they'll put stuff in the poor societies if it can make a profit. That's all they care about. They don't care about the betterment of other future nations, and I mean, future generations and the betterment of the world overall. 
They only do stuff for themselves. That's literally Bible verses, like crazy. So, like, we have to operate in a place that God wants us to operate, man, the right way. He's called all of us to have dominion. So what does that dominion look like? And if you don't, if you don't have dominion and rule in the way that God has called us to rule, man, like you, you're seeing it now, the consequence of that, like global warming, like um, all these floods, like just weather all over the place, man. Like it's not good what's happening with this world, man. There's so many problems to talk about, but uh, Justin, I'll let you say something, man, but I was going to go to these other verses too. To yeah. More. Thank you. Yeah. Cause you hit on a lot of good parts and like, Keeping with the theme of like looking outside, I guess a lot of people think um, they think like the ecosystem is animals killing each other to stay on top of the food chain. But I think it is more than that. It is like several animals and plants like the excerpt you took from the on the origins of species. Like it is a very balanced ecosystem of things that have to live together. Because like if you had one, it, like, uh, it's funny because like there was a, uh, they made a TV show of the Lion King and they actually showed like if in some animals took more than what they needed, it would like, it would like a, like killing off a species would like disrupt that ecosystem. So they all have to like work together in a certain way. Or you, you saw the end of Lion King. When like the hyenas took more than they needed, like everything died, and like that's that's how, cre like that's how we should be acting as well as like in harmony. If a brother or sister need something, we should be able to like support them. Like the Bi the Bible is very clear. Um, I forgot which books that we support one another because like without the other, like we would die off. But like we we are speeding up that process of killing off one another and as sean said like the rich don't care about like other people well, i shouldn't say that i've got some rich friends who are like some of the most amazing people i know but like you do have like very people r ruled by greed i should say who are trying to like get a quicker buck or just try to stay on top and like that's not a self-sustainable way to keep the earth alive like the the people run by ruled by greed yeah they may like be rich for a while but they they'll they're just speeding up the death of the earth or the death of like other people right. and we have lost that simp like that empathy um and just to reiterate what sean was saying though too is like like that's that's not how we're supposed to rule over the earth that's not how we're supposed to um have dominion like someone once told me like uh the sign of a good kingdom it, the sign of a good kingdom isn't their king but like the condition of their people it's mm. like the king the kingdom is only as good as like it's a uh, it's people like once they die out like what's the king going to rule over like a wasteland so it's um man uh i don't know i i'm not sure of a good way to like reiterate any more than that except we have to like watch out and care for um our fellow man like we're not put like no man is an island god didn't put adam by himself he gave him a partnership he gave him other people and other creation to like live in harmony and like we after the fall like we obviously have a messed up view of that now but like you see several cultures 
like very young cultures, uh, given enough time, they always form a tribe. They always find out a way to live together. Otherwise, they just die out. Mm. They have to live in harmony in order for all of them to survive. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that's something else I was going to say, too. So I said it in the other video, but I'll say it again. I'm about to read off some animals that like you can see God's glory through. Oh, yeah. um, but um, just think about how many, and they say like every, I don't want to say the statistic, I don't remember, but they say basically like every decade or century, like every, a certain species dies off, right? And becomes extinct. And so, um, I mean, the question is, did God want certain animals to be extinct or did he want them to, you know, stay mm. in the world? Because this extinction that's happening now is because of humans' nature and humans abusing their uh, authority, abusing their responsibility as good stewards of the earth. Like we're causing other creatures on earth to die off, and we're killing them by how we're operating and doing things without any concern or care. And mm -hmm. that's not what God intended for us to do with our dominion. Like we have a responsibility to take care of the earth. Have we been taking care of it? You know, do we actually do things for it? No, like it's it's a it's a battle. Like and then even when you do try to do something to help the earth, you get attacked. Some people have been being killed. So it's just like a huge uh, a lot of tension with just that, that topic. And it's it's not gonna nothing's gonna happen until the earth's like really bad. Like you know what I mean? Like we have to live in space or something because mm -hmm. like. The earth because of pollution for example it's just you can't be you can't breathe in anything because we killed off all the cheer trees too and we planting fake ones and the fake ones ain't doing anything right and so like it's just so much stuff man but i'm gonna read these verses to tie in what we were talking about like the title of the video is you know just look outside to see god's glory so these are my favorite verses of all time i pulled them before i always talk about the rock badger and the coney oh yeah so um, i want to talk about the other ones today so Proverbs verse 30, verse 24, probably my favorite scripture verse ever. All right, it says, there be four things which are little upon the earth, tiny upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise, right? It says, the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies, rock badgers, hyraxes, that's what they're called, are but a feeble folk, yet make their Houses in the rocks. Why do I keep on saying it twice, Justin? I keep on putting it twice. All right. Verse 27. The locusts have no king, yet go they yet go they forth, all of them by bands. And then verse 28. The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king palaces. So these are four creatures which are upon the earth and they're exceedingly wise. Let's start with the spider. So in some translations, this says the spider or the lizard. Because certain places, we have spiders, I guess, in the south. So in Tennessee, Mississippi, and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure, what places have lizards? Everybody that doesn't have spiders has lizards, right? So uh, <laughs> I think Hawaii has lizards. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hawaii. that is right. We did mention that when we looked over this first. I forgot what we said about that, though. Yeah, so um, when it comes to spiders and when it comes to lizards, so it changes based on translation. But it said the spider hold with their hands. And it's in king palaces. So with this verse, it's just saying like with spiders, with lizards, there's no place that they can't get into. Why? They just keep on 
They can go to the highest of places or to the lowest of places, but they can be found even in king palaces. So something so little, so insignificant. We wouldn't want a spider to come into our place, right? Especially a king's palace, the best place ever, like in uh, the White House, for example, in the United States. There no spiders and lizards can be in there. No, not for the president, but they find their way in it regardless of humans stopping them. And that's mm -hmm. the... That's what God's trying to tell humans. Like, not there's no place too high for you to reach. There's no place that you can't, uh, no height that you can't go up to. You don't have a ceiling, right? Even a spider, a lizard can go in king's palaces. So can you, right? But you have to keep on fighting. It says the spider taketh hold with her hands. What does a spider do when you knock down its web? I mean, you guys had spiders before. When you knock down a spider's web, it's going to come right back, and it's going to be the same web in the same spot every single time, right? Like 10 straight times, 20 straight times. Like the spider doesn't get the memorandum. It's always going to keep on coming back. So that verse is saying even a spider, if it's rejected from King's Palace, it's going to keep on coming back. It's going to keep mm -hmm. on making itself known in the palace and still residing there. It's going to be all right. It can be high, it's so high up, you can't even touch it right in the king's palace so that's what that verse is saying like as human beings that's what god's glory is trying to show us like just go outside and see god's glory god's trying to tell us like you know there's no limit for you you know you keep on fighting for something you keep on wanting something to you know transpire you keep on working towards your dreams and if you're not there yet you keep on going you keep on showing up you keep on getting rejected by people and doors closed in your face you keep on showing up you keep on going just like the spider until you arrive in king's palaces because a spider can be anywhere. It don't even know where it's at, really. But, I mean, when it's somewhere it's nice, I'm pretty sure it makes its home there and stays, you know? So, I don't know. But that's what spiders and lizards. Did you have anything else with that, Justin? Cause a I little bit, yeah. I think, like, the we touched a little bit on this. And it's just, like, looking outside, seeing the diversity of animals. Like, I, I appreciate that God and, like, the writers of the Bible try to help us because like man humans are complicated um and like understanding the word of god is even more complicated but like i think that's why jesus used parables and the bible uses animals because that helps us understand um the qualities of god a little bit more by relating it to the earth that we can understand like earthly things that we can understand yeah. and like using spiders or um lizards and all the other animals that Sean mentioned, you get to see like a little bit of that diversity, a little bit of the design behind all of them that we can associate with as well. And it's like, uh, and I, I don't know, I, I just appreciate that because like humans are really complicated to like nail down, but like God is using his creation, his animals to show like how they can bring glory or even like, annoying habits like the spider webs all always popping up as a persistent quality that we should have as well yeah. and i just think that's really cool because like um but it's also very humbling because like man jesus compares us to like sheep all the time and we think man like sheep is like a terrible animal to relate us to but like he's showing like how that can be a good quality as well like the ability to follow and to humble ourselves or to like recognize God's voice. I think are like all qualities that we would think are bad, but it's actually used for the good of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that, 
I just think they're, I, I just like how God has decided to like show his beauty through like the diversity of creation and then allowing us to relate our qualities to that as well, to kind of show that we're very multifaceted as well. Like we won't have like just one ability, like we're all different body parts. Um, it's kind of like how, um, I think Einstein quoted with, uh, you can't judge a fish by how well it climbs a tree. And it's like, yeah, you wouldn't expect a fish to do that. You would expect like a monkey or something else. So you see, you have all these animals, you have all these creations and you have like the majesty of like an eagle or like the, uh, meekness of a sheep. And those are all qualities that we can incorporate into our lives. Yeah. Or like the annoying persistence of a spider. It makes me think of like the uh, the um, neighbor who kept knocking on his neighbor's door for like bread. And it's like that that's persistence that God apparently rewards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was getting all these, uh, you know how I do playlists and stuff. So I was showing off my Rock Badger playlist. That's what I'm going to do at the end. But um, yeah. Playlist? Yeah, I have a rock badger playlist because I've done, I done I have free sermons on it too and everything. So oh, that's funny. That's awesome. So um, yeah, yeah, we gotta do a series on that man because I've done it before. I just didn't do it. We did it. We've done some um, Bible studies on. Oh rock well. Oh yeah, we did. I just didn't realize you had a playlist for it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of videos on it too, but um, <laughs> this will be another one. So, yeah, guys, so I just read the book of Proverbs, right? So I always say every time I read anything from the book of Proverbs, what you need to know about a proverb is a general statement that is true regarding the way life works, regarding the way things happen in the world. So a proverb is just an observation that's made that we can draw lessons from and conclusions from those observations on life, right? So the book of Proverbs is so profound and powerful. You just saw it just with the spider and the lizard, like. And then I already talked about it with the locusts, so I'm not going to do it again. But I will say this, like the locusts have no king. They are all by themselves, individuals. But as soon as the wind hits, they all fly where the wind takes them. And then they all, if they all fly where the wind takes them, so everybody's in unison with going where the wind takes them, right? So imagine if humanities or Christians, the church is all in unison about serving the Lord and where the spirit directs us. Like, for example, when it comes to taking care of our planet and we want to be good stewards of our planet, if we all had that initiative and agreed to do that, to help out future generations and the betterment of this world and everything like that for all creation, not just humans, like, just think about what we could do. Just think about every single church band up together to work together, what changes could happen in a society, regardless of our differences as a church. See, that's why a lot of movements happened back in the olden days, the churches came together and worked together. Now, churches are becoming more segregated, separate. I feel like they don't work together at all, just like cults or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the yeah. locusts have no king, yet they 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 force all of them by bands. So they go together in bands. So they work together as a team, as a unit. And when they do that, it's you can tell because when they where the wind takes them, wherever the wind stops and drops them off, then they just eat up all the plants, the vegetation, just whatever they can eat. And you can look online at like just like the craziest locust breakouts and like what they did to cities. Like they devoured like a whole harvest to where like a whole 
nation had a famine or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So like locusts are off the chain, man. Like they're just a grasshopper, a little thing, but they're wise. And that's so crazy. Like there's so much to say about a locust, but like they're so fat that they shouldn't be able to fly. And they really can't. Yeah. Like, so, but they don't, that doesn't let them stop them. They know their strength. They know if the wind is strong enough, it could take them where they need to go. If they jump high enough, Right, and they jump super high, like ninety feet in the air or something. It's something crazy. So, yeah, that's something else you should know about locusts. But basically, if you go to everything in creation, you can see God's glory. So the whole point of this video is just go outside and look to see God's glory. Justin, you want to say anything with the locusts, or you want me to keep on going? Yeah, I think that's a, and that's a, I I do think that's awesome that, like even like an annoying creature. And we, I think in the last video we were talking about like what are some creatures that are annoying but still bring glory to the God. Like locusts are interesting because you would think like that almost makes me think of another video we did of like, Oh, uh, Oh, how can like drug dealers bring glory to God and things like that. And like, that is an instance where a lot of times we instantly judge a group of people or we try to put ourselves above other people. Um, and I'm not like saying that's, I'm not saying that's like a good path that you should take in life, but like that is undermining like who God can use because like even during Jesus's time, they like Jesus ate with uh, tax collectors. And like for us nowadays, we think, Oh, that's like the IRS. That's not no big deal. No, they were a lot worse than you would think. They were corrupt. They supported like the Roman regime. They were seen as betrayers by the Jewish people. They like extorted people. They were basically the mafia, only worse. Um, but and maybe that's how we see like some creatures as well, like locusts. Like we would think they're a nuisance, but like even God is able to like indicate like how like some admirable admirable qualities of them is that maybe they don't follow a king or they aren't they aren't um, subjugated to like an earthly kingdom or they aren't um, subjugated to like an earthly ruler. Like they are able to find something for a higher purpose. And for us, it's like God, like we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be kind of neutral. I don't want to say neutral because I, I do think we should be against like injustices and stuff, but it's like, we should transcend like Democrat or Republican or like any earthly agendas is maybe what I'm saying. Um, like even, um, I'm, I'm not gonna say some things that might be too controversial, but even like bad things that people do, um, I think God doesn't necessarily want us to do bad things, but the Bible says he can use that for good. Um, and like, I think that's very powerful that he's able to even indicate, I, I like that Sean was able to find this verse because it indicates that even creatures that we think have no admirable qualities, like God is able to use them for good in some way. And even those creatures, these beasts, right? That are ugly and filthy, right? They even can work together. So what about humans? Like, what about the church? Like, we should be working together. Like they come up in in, in bands. That's that's crazy. Legions. Mm. Like, if you look at any locust like breakout, just Google it. It will make you itch. Because when mm. all of even in the Bible, when the 10 plagues hit Egypt, I think it was 10 plagues, right? So when the locusts hit, it said that there were so many locusts that you couldn't even see the ground because it was pitch dark. 
That is awful. Mm. But that's what Christians, yeah. right? That's what Christians should be like. We should come off that terrifying in a way. Like mm. that any, we should be that hungry and thirsty for food, right? For spiritual milk, for God's, for God's kingdom, ruling over the earth, right? And when we come together in bands and work together, boy, it makes people like, you know, fall back and surrender because you're not going to do anything if locusts came to wherever you're located like that. You're going to stay inside and try your best to keep them out your house and avoid it. Same thing. That's what Christians are called to do, right? So this, this is so powerful, man. So, you know, just the whole point is, you know, open your windows, open your, open your doors, look outside, realize that it's more out there than just you. And which is humanity and all that stuff. Like God can be seen anywhere and everywhere. His glory is everywhere, just like his spirit. So like, yeah, a lot of times we don't pay attention to that, focus in on that. Justin, you want me to end the video or you want me to talk about ants and conies? Like, how do you feel? Uh, let's see. I think we got a little bit of time. I think we, that'd be good. Yeah, I know. Like what, 45 minutes? Yeah. I don't know how you feel. I, I, I'm kind of like tired. Are you tired? Oh, uh, I'm good right now. It's whatever you want to do, man. We can do another another video later, or we can wrap it up. Man, let's let's go. Let's go. Man. Let's keep. Okay, going. yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man, to keep you up, but I think we got this. I think. That's cool. Yeah, I was making sure you're okay. You know. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think we can put 15 more minutes in if you got it in you. Oh yeah, like for sure. We'll definitely. Let's go ahead and get it, man. All right, so I'm making this bigger so everybody can see it, cause. All right, so the next verse, which was the second one, I'm going out of order. So it's Proverbs 30, verse 26. I talked about this on my YouTube channel a lot. So if you go to my YouTube channel, Uplift Past Crossroads, one thing you'll probably hear me preach a lot on, speak a lot on, is rock batchers. So let me find it. Yeah, this playlist right here. So these are all the videos I've done thus far. Just talking about rock badgers in some kind of way. So this is another video added to that, and then I'll be preaching a lot of sermons on it. But uh, here goes the verses. Proverbs 30, verse 26 from the King James Version Bible. It says, the conies, they're also known, uh, known as hyraxes or rock badgers, are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses in the rocks. Favorite verse of all time, because I can just, I can preach this for the rest of my life. So, like, rock badgers are a feeble folk. So, they, they aren't a predator, and they are just prey. So, they're not a predator to any other species. So like they don't have, they have teeth, but it's like human teeth. So they can't, and it's actually worse. Like they can't do anything. It's like if, soft, right? Yeah. Like if a snake or something attack them, they can't bite them. Like they basically have nothing in their arsenal to attack or protect themselves. But they do have one thing that they're good at, right? This is what makes them exceedingly wise. They're small, but they're exceedingly wise. So a coney, a rock badger, it looks like a rabbit. I think they're like a rainforests or just somewhere like in australia or something like that so like places like that where there's tigers bears foxes so a lot of stuff that can kill them and eat them right because then they, they also have small legs so they can't run so they're the worst bunny ever played you know it's like a guinea pig but worse so they they're slow small legs can't run can't fight can't bite anything but it says right here right the conies are are but a feeble folk, they're weak, they're small, they're useless. Doesn't that sound like human beings? Like anything can take out a coney. A snake, a bear, a hunter, anything can take out a coney. But hunters stop searching and trying to kill them and find them 
because of this one quality right here, right? So conies are but a feeble folk. So they realize their weakness and they also know their strength. Yet they make their houses in the rocks. And you look at other verses of the Bible. So it's mentioned multiple times talking about rock badgers and conies. It says uh, in the hierarchies, it talks about how like they make their homes in the cracks of the rocks. So they don't just stay where the rocks are. So uh, one quality that conies do have is they can stick on walls that are rock. Like they're like Spider-Man basically. So for some reason they can stick on rock like a spider would, anything, right? Then on top of that, um, they stay on in, at high elevations. So snakes, most animals can't get up to where they are in the rocks because it's so high elevated. See, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when we, when we take our minds and our lives to the places that God wants us to go with his mindset. Like, so forget about earthly things, but set your mind on heavenly things. That's Colossians chapter three. Um, if we do that and think about spiritual things only, so that's having a higher way of thinking about like a higher perspective, God's perspective on life. That's what all of us should strive to do. That's what conies do. They, they elevate themselves past their enemies, past their circumstances, past their feebleness. So they're on the rocks high up where predators, prey, I mean, things that want to kill them can't touch them. And even if they do, they hide in the rocks because it says that eagles try to get at them too. So like eagles, when an eagle try to take out a coney, they fly above the sun first. So they make it look like that they're hiding from the coney. <laughs> and then eventually the, the eagle just slowly drops down right underneath the sun and comes yeah. flying in to take their prey. So that's how they kill off all their prey, just like that. Because the sun blinds everybody who's trying to look at an eagle. Like the eagle's that talented, right? Mm. How you know where the sun is, right? The eagle. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's what Christmas is supposed to be. The son of God. Just <laughs> stay where he is so you can get your food. <laughs> but uh like with conies and rock badgers, man, like um they have like some they have like three eyelids basically. So they one eyelid basically blocks the sun. So they can see the deception that an eagle's doing in the sun. And then they all chirp at each other. They make a certain sound that everybody knows, okay, we gotta hide in the rocks. Cause they stay in communities. Cause they all stay in and make their houses in the rock. What is the rock called in scripture? Jesus. He's the rock this, our, of our salvation. Right, the rock. Jesus is the rock that's shining on me. It's so many songs, man. Like I can go to the rock. You know, when everything else fails, I can go to the rock. You know, it's that's an old school song, gospel song. So like, there's so many songs talking about the rock, right? Jesus said also like a parable. Um, you know, don't build your house on sand. Build your house on the rock. Me and Justin talked about this in the heaven, in the new heaven and new earth, and even back in ancient time period. Like houses today just fly where the floods take them because they don't have a good foundation. But in olden days, they used to make sure the foundations of a house were all the way down to like the third layer of the soil, which was where rocks are found in the ground because rocks are found in the ground. Right. So the house was so deep in the ground, in the soil. So it's a solid foundation that when storms hit, you know, floods happen, the house doesn't move. So obviously, in the day's time period, they only care about money and planting more houses, not about sustainability and building solid foundations. 
But like, yeah, so the rock batter, they built their house on the rock, on a solid foundation. So they're good at the rock. This is their strength. They can, you know, stick to it. They're a community of people. Like, Conies don't go 25 feet away from the rock. Why? Because they can't run fast. A snake, a bear, a fox is always going to wait on them, and they can attack them whenever and get them easy. They're easy picking, easy prey, because they can't fight off or fend for themselves. They're a feeble folk. So what do they do? They stay it near the rock. They, they make their house where the rock is. That's what we're called to do. We're called to, to stay where Jesus is, abide with him. They go even to the cracks of the rock. Do you go in the cracks of where God is in the rocks? Like, do you get in the nits and crevices of where God is? Just like the coney? Like, <laughs> conies are bad, man. Like, they see the deception of an eagle through the sun. We see it. Paul even said it. He said, we see what Satan's trying to do. We see his schemes. We see his game plan. And we're not going to be fooled because we know this world ain't our home. Like, Paul says stuff like that. That's conies. Like they 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 can see when somebody's trying to deceive them. Why? Why? Because they have have a higher perspective on life. They're where the rocks. They live in the rocks. Like you know, what I mean? so like Jesus is the rock. Conies are so bad. Humans are no different. A tornado, snake. We can die. What's that saying? It's a show. Like how to die in ten thousand ways or something like that. Ten thousand. Oh yeah. Yeah, ten thousand ways to die. Like a oh, human. A human can die in a lot of ways, man. Like, we're no different than a coney. We're a feeble folk. The littlest thing can take us out. Like, a spider bite from the right kind of spider can kill us. You know what I mean? Like, anything can take us out. We're a weak, feeble folk. So that's why we got to stay near the rock where Jesus is. He's our strength. Animals can't do anything against rocks. I know a snake don't like climbing rocks. There's no way, right? So, so yeah, you're not going to like climbing that stuff. So, Justin, I'll bless you. There's so much to say with that, man. Yeah. I feel like. Oh, gosh, there's like so many animals I want to talk about as well. But yeah, I'll stick with rock conies. It is just amazing. Like you were talking about like how rock conies and eagles, they both have like their own strengths and they're they're able to instinctively know how to use that as well. And um, like I, I do feel like as people, like as humans, as people, like we need to find out what our strengths are as well. Like God has given us like certain strengths that we need to uh, discover. And a lot of times we try to run away towards that. I think, um, I don't know, like I, I don't want, I don't want to always like blame today's culture or today's society. Cause it makes me sound old. Like the old person that I am 33 years old as uh, Sean learned today. But like, we really have like, um, we really have like elevated the concept of, um follow your dreams or do what you want to do and like i don't want to say don't follow your dreams that's not what this channel is about but it's like sometimes we do need to like align our dreams with like the talents that god has given us like you you're you're not gonna find like a rock coney who has dreams of like running fast away from the eagles no he <laughs> be extinguished very quickly and like i think the same thing like we like we sometimes we try to do run away from God in the same way. We try to run away from the rock and try to figure out like, Oh, like run after something that we might not be called to do. Mm -hmm. And like that, but our, our culture kind of supports and like uh, say no to the haters, say no to the, 
uh, naysayers, which you should be doing. Like you shouldn't be caring like what people are saying about your dreams. But like we, I think we do have to be careful about like, okay, what were we created to do? And like a lot of times we, we, instead of like listening to God or leaning on his understanding, we're trying to be an eagle when maybe we're like a rock coney. And like we use, we need to use our gifts in that manner. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I don't have a whole lot to say about the rock conies for that, but that's just what Sean was making me think is like, he's naming off like all the abilities of a rock coney. And like, maybe we would put the rock coney down, but as we said before, like everything has its purpose in life. Everything has its gift from God. Like if we, if we stick to the rock, if we stick to our foundation, like it's good to try new things, to exercise ourselves, to like broaden our horizons, but we should like figure out like, what are our passions? What, what actually fulfills us? Like, um, and how does that fit in our life? I was in a conversation with a couple of guys who were talking about like, we should like, um, it's not necessarily an idea of what do we want to do, but it's like, what, what fulfills us? What fills us up? Because if we follow what we want to do, like that can be detrimental a lot of times. Like, <laughs> to use Jeffrey Dahmer as an example, since we've already mentioned him, like you don't want to ask that guy what he wants to do. Yeah. But like, uh, it's a shame because like there were several people that went down in history as like terrible people who unfortunately had very good skills. Uh, they were just used in the wrong way. So I think there is a balance of like figuring out like what, what are we passionate about? What, fulfills us and channeling that towards our rock towards what god wants us to do like sticking to that rock and using our skills to the best of our abilities i think yeah. there's a good balance it's like you don't have to give up your dreams you just channel it in a way that builds a good foundation that builds a, that builds on the rock the sturdy foundation we already have right yeah one well, of my sermon i'm gonna preach man is uh it's, it's an escape song. So you know how we do songs of the day? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, the, the escape song is, anybody black knows it, because it's too big. So it's just, the group's wow. called Escape, and it's called Who Can I Run To, right? Oh, okay, I've heard yeah. that. And you know the lyrics, man. I'm a, That's gonna be the next song of the day, actually. We should definitely do it, because this is gonna be a sermon anyways. This song came out in 1995, and it says, I stand here contemplating on the right thing to decide Will I take the wrong direction all my life? Where will I go? What lies ahead of me? This is what a Coney says, right? They don't know what lies ahead of them. Death lies ahead of them. Like literally when a Coney's born, they're already taught your home is the rock. This is where you stay. If you venture mm -hmm. off, you die. And they see it up close and personal because they already know they don't run fast. So like they see people getting picked off all the time. And none of them really leave the rock because they already know they don't stand a shot. So they know like this is their home. And like the stuff that they do, like they bask in the sun at the start of every single day to renew their strength. Cause something that the sun does for them, like gives them an extra like strength, just like humans. Like we need sunlight too. So like, yeah. And so the song says, I have strong determination. I'm not afraid of change. I have yet to find that someone who 
would care to satisfy me to stay right by me. And then this is the main course of the song. It says, who can I run to to share this empty space? Who can I run to when I need love? Who can I run to to fill this empty space with laughter? Who can I run to when I need love? You can run to Jesus when you need love. There's no greater protection than Jesus. Like if you stay where the rock is, you are guaranteed to thrive. If you go outside of the rock as a believer, you stand no shot. You already are a feeble folk. What can you do against the KKK as a black person? And it's just you against them. Nothing. Like, at the end of the day, you're not bulletproof. You're not 10 feet tall. You don't stand a shot. Even Goliath got taken down, right? So, like, the strongest of us can be taken out. Nobody, Even Samson. Samson could have ruled for all the millennium. Like, you know? So... Man, the only person you can run to and count on is Jesus. And this is literally the conies, man. This is all they put their faith in and their stock in. Literally the cracks of the rocks is their home. So, man, I love conies so much, man. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, just go outside and see God's glory, man. Justin, you got another one? Or you want to just save it for another video? I think we should save it for another video. Like, I was gonna, For another video, yeah. I was going to talk about ants. I'll save it for another video, man. I Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to say about ants, too. So that might be better for another video. All right, cool. So ants is the next video we're doing. Talking about just go outside and see God's glory. It'd be part three. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Just because, like, ants is, like, are a lot more complicated than you would think. Just, like, with colonies. I don't know. It just has, it could speak to a lot of the glory of God. So, yeah, that is a lot to say. All right. So, yeah, you guys can get ready for it, too, I guess. So me and Justin, we're going to do a video on Proverbs 3, verse 25. That's going to be our next video. Yeah. Oh, Your I just saw Ant-Man 3 yesterday. Yeah. yeah. You like it? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it was kind of all over the place, but I liked it. Yeah, it was. It, was... it did suck. So that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. You guys know the drill. I'm not going to say everything because I am tired. All right. I work third shift, by the way, now. I'm a unarmed security guard at Allied Universal, and um, I only slept from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., so now it's hitting me. So here go my social media pages. I got the best social media pages ever. Please support me on them. Instagram, you suck. I'm tired of the Instagram police. I ain't posting two weeks because you're all butts. Tom, man, they're shadow banning me. Y'all suck. I hate Instagram. Fix it. All right, anyways. Yeah, man, of all the problems you would have, I thought it would have been Twitter, but yeah. Twitter, Twitter, my baby. Twitter would yeah. never do me wrong. Twitter, Twitter will never do me wrong, Justin. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, but anyways, uh, here goes my YouTube page, Upload Past Crossroads. Like I said, we got a lot of video uh, playlists on here, so whatever. If you enjoyed this video, you want to see way more videos with me and Justin, just scroll down to here where it says, this section that says our podcast. You can watch all the videos me and Justin did together right here on this playlist. You enjoyed us talking about rock badges? Check out this playlist. High Rax's Conies. How many videos do you have on rock badges? I'm really curious about that. We got a playlist for ants too. Oh man. Yeah, ten. Now oh. eleven. Huh. Not that many, but make a surprise. Ants. We already got three on ants. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We actually did them together. About to be four or well, five. Yeah, and eagles. Eagles is another one. Surprised right. we don't have on the eagles because you you're like you're on fire about like uh the eagle analogy and I really like that. Oh, maybe it was like maybe it was like our life group, uh, 
of Bible studies that maybe you talked more about eagles. Maybe we haven't talked about it as much on the videos. Oh, okay. So you're saying I talked about it before? Yeah. And oh man, I just remember like uh you got excited with the eagle analogy and like I just remember getting on fire about like that analogy of like soaring over the storms. It was a good analogy. I'm just I guess like compared to I'm surprised we have more videos about ants than we do eagles. Yeah. Oh I didn't look at that. That's funny. I'm just waiting to have like a hundred videos on it, you know? So like all this is like you nothing, you know? But um, yeah, guys, I already, I'm just, let me show you guys. I'm like, I'm so tired right now. All right. So book reviews is the playlist. Any books that we re review, quotes of books and stuff. That's what we did for seminary school. All right. And um, God Speaks Through Creation. That's what we were tearing up. All right, then let's just talk about Justin's YouTube channel. Here goes Chaplain's Log. Make sure to subscribe, click the bell so you're notified anytime we upload another video. Do that on both of our YouTube channels. And then make sure to like, comment, and share. Please do those things. If you don't, our pages won't grow. Here goes Justin's Facebook page, Justin Lee Howe. Befriend him on there. If you got any questions, send us a DM. We'll do a video on whatever question you ask. I'm going to sleep. My head is done hurt. Well, I probably just need food, Justin. But we'll talk to you guys later, man. You have a good weekend. Peace. This was for you guys. All right, because I got You're welcome. Right. <laughs> Please share. All right, bye.